Hi everyone. I just wanted to pop in for just a second to apologize in advance for our audio today. We had family members not feeling well and didn't feel comfortable getting together in the sound booth. So there were some audio issues today and uh, hopefully we'll be back together again in the studio soon. But that's such as life right now, right? All right. Hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to The Secret Life of Dietitians. I'm Laura Poland. And I'm Amy Keller. Laura, I have a little bit of a riddle for you. Oh, okay. See if you can figure this one out. <laughs> Most of us do this one to three times per week. Okay. One third of us do this on any given day. People ages 20, 20 to 39 are most likely to be doing this on any given day. Hmm. Men do this more often than women. And 83% of people do this at least once a week. What do you think it is? Ooh, that's a good riddle. Hold on for a second and we'll give you the answer. not to be too surreptitious and too much of a cliffhanger, but I thought we would have some fun with these statistics. So what do you think that most of us are doing one to three times a week and a third of us do on any given day? Yeah, that's amazing when you talk about it that way. Of course, I know because we're talking about eating out at fast food, you know, restaurants today. When you just say that, just the statistics is really kind of fascinating and Mm -hmm. you don't realize. So 83% of us do this eat at fast food at least once a week. Right. That seems awfully high to me. That seems high to Um, me too. But yeah, these are 2022 statistics. Okay. Uh, And I thought some of the other interesting statistics that were brought up in this particular article, which we will link Uh in our show notes, is the average American spends 10% of their annual income on fast food. Interesting. That is wild. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I thought it was interesting. There was a statistic that we were looking at here that you sent over and... It was talking about income level and like upper class are eating out more often than lower class too. So that makes that statistic even more interesting, right? I think there's a, I actually gave a presentation yesterday to a cardiac symposium uh, where I work. And I think this surprised a lot of people because I think the assumption is that people who don't have a lot of money choose fast food more often. Believe it or not, they choose to eat at home more often, which is probably better for everybody's health. Right. It's folks who have a little bit of money to burn sometimes who Mm -hmm. feel like they get drawn to those fast food restaurants. And it can be for any number of reasons. We all have busy lives and busy kids. And sometimes it's just as easy to run through the drive-thru as it is to prepare a meal at home. So I completely realize, again, I'm a parent, you've been a parent of kids, you know, but you know, obviously they're out of the house now, but uh-huh. you've been dealt with this before where schedules just don't align right. to have that home cooked meal. And so sometimes fast food is still a family meal and can still be a family meal. It can. Um, yeah. 
And, but, you know, it's good to know that people are, don't feel shame. If you feel like, oh, gosh, we hit the drive through too often, you're not alone. Right, right. There's a reason that line is long. <laughs> right. And I think where it can take you and I aback a little bit to see that there's so much eating out at fast food going on. When you look at that age range, the 20 to 39, that makes sense to me. Because I have young, I have kids in that age range, and I understand their lifestyle. And so I think more and more people are eating out at fast food. And I think what I thought would be great to talk about today is just understanding and knowing that there's not, it doesn't need to be a stigma around this. And, you know, maybe we can give you some tips today for when you do eat out at fast food, but don't just automatically say how terrible fast food is because we're going to show you there are some healthier choices. There are ways to eat at, health, at fast food and still enjoy what you're doing and make the most out of it for your health. I mean, would I like clients who are eating fast food five times a week to maybe right. cut that back? Absolutely. Sure. Because you know, it's tough to get five healthy meals at fast food, if fast food is your, let's say you have a job where you travel from place to place, mm-hmm. or you're on the road a lot, it's going to happen. You're going to end up with fast food mm-hmm. on, you know, frequently. Is that something that's maybe sustainable? Probably not right. that many times per week if you're doing it five or more times a week. Yeah, because that, yeah, eat every, out every day, you know, is a great idea. You know, if you can look for ways to cut back. That's great, but also realize that sometimes food is food and it's a necessity to eat. Right. It's better to do that than not eat anything, too. And we do know that regular consumption of fast food does increase your risk for obesity, heart disease, type 2 diabetes, as well as depression. You know, it's something to keep in mind that, yeah, it's not something that we're necessarily, as we talk about our secrets here and our tips and everything, you know, we're not encouraging it to be routine, routine, routine. It's something that... being said, increased calories from anything. Right. A perfect meal can lead to obesity, heart disease. (laughs) Exactly. I think people think that, well, somehow there's something magically bad about fast food, but overconsumption of anything... Exactly. ...is a problem. Yes. I love the way you said that. Yeah. All right. So let's. If you were working with a client that was eating frequently, yeah, what kind of tips would you give that person to kind of control those calories mm-hmm. at fast food meals? Well, we'd look at when are the fast food meals happening. If they're happening multiple times a day, maybe what we need to talk about is maybe you could have a healthy breakfast, you know, maybe we could start the day with a healthy breakfast knowing we're going to have maybe fast food lunch or fast food during the day. So, or you're planning on it for dinner, you know, making sure that you have a good, you know, night's sleep and you're actually getting a healthy balanced breakfast can make you feel more in control too when you get to a lunch meal. Now, if breakfast is the meal that you're eating out all the time, then maybe we need to talk about healthier choices at that breakfast 
or alternatives so that maybe it's not happening every day. Maybe we could come up with some of those because a lot of times my clients who are eating breakfast out, it's convenience. So let's talk about convenience for breakfast at home. How can we make that convenience happen at home and start swapping that out a little bit? I think the convenience factor is big with fast food. It's Mm -hmm. easy to just pop through the drive-thru on the way to work. But again, realizing those drive-thru lines are long sometimes. Mm -hmm. And the time you spend in a drive-thru line might have been time that you could have prepared a meal at home. Yes. One of my favorite breakfasts that is probably faster than going through a drive-thru. And my go-to breakfast is a banana with peanut butter and a glass of milk. I love that. (laughs) It's so easy. It's so fast. If I need a quick morning breakfast, that is my go-to. And even cooking oatmeal doesn't take that long, but my banana breakfast beats it hands down. It's a faster breakfast than putting anything in a toaster, putting anything in the microwave. (laughs) So, So, yes, you know, if you want to treat yourself to a fast food breakfast every once in a while, I mean, to me, nothing beats an egg McMuffin. I mean, it's just good. Yeah, You know, mm-hmm. it's just tastes amazing. So yeah, go ahead and, you know, plan, but maybe make that plan for that breakfast. So, you know, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to be eating out for breakfast because we're leaving early for a trip. Right. And so we're going to have a planned fast food breakfast. And I think that's okay. You know, what, where we get in trouble is if you're just like, well, I didn't eat anything. I'm just going to swing through McDonald's here. You know, and maybe having a little bit better of a plan to have that breakfast at home or, or have it in the car. Just mm-hmm. something you can carry at home. Right. So that egg sandwich that you mentioned, that is my good go-to for if I'm eating breakfast on the road. It's balanced. It's got a good protein source. Yep. It's got most of the, I like the ones with cheese. So I get some cheese on my egg McMuffin and, you know, you could do a glass of juice with that or even some fruit if you're not the one doing the driving and you're trying to like, right. if you're, uh, right. so, you know, just somehow adding a fruit that's totally possible. And look at that. That's a pretty balanced meal. And some fast food restaurants are again, offering some healthier options, which we'll talk about in the mm-hmm. next segment about how to pick those healthier options at breakfast. Right. What else do you what else do you talk about with clients about in terms of managing that fast food meal and how to work it into their day? So I'm also looking at the timing of the when they're eating throughout the day because if you get too hungry, it's so much easier to say, okay, I want the fries, I want the burger, I you know, this is what I I need, you know, all the choices that maybe you might not make, and we'll talk about how to make better choices in a minute, but think about your meal timing and think about how hungry and full you are when you get to a restaurant. If you know it's going to be dinner because it's a crazy night, let's have a snack in the afternoon before you get there. If it's lunch, uh, making sure that that gap between breakfast and lunch wasn't too long. And so those are the types of things I look at. In addition to just water. Are you getting plenty of water? Are you hydrating well and making sure that you go into that meal not dehydrated? Because again, those are the things we've talked about here before. You know, when you're dehydrated, you can confuse that with hunger. So make sure you're you're going in well hydrated and that you've also not gone too long without eating because then you can 
think about, oh, okay, how am I going to balance this? And how can I, maybe, you know, portion control becomes something that's doable. I love the idea of not going in too hungry. Isn't that just the theme of everything? <laughs> it is. Right? <laughs> you know, that is no, my secret. <laughs> I always remember this from the book, Just Eat It, from Dr. Laura Thomas. You know, think about the last time you were broke. Were you chill with money? Right? Right. You know, and the last time you were starving, were you calmly preparing a healthy, balanced meal? Right. No. Nope. You know, I mean, that is not how our bodies work. Mm-hmm. When we're over hungry, we make decisions that we might not otherwise make. Yep. And so going into those situations where, let's say you've missed breakfast altogether, and now it's lunchtime and you're at the drive thru, you're probably not going to look at the calorie counts on the menu and make rational decisions. And that no. is not your fault. No. That is just we're wired. <laughs> that is the That's way we're wired. Yes. For willpower, that is your body saying, hey, now we need some food and we're not going to sit there and analyze, you know, how I'm going to get my fruits and veggies into this meal. I'm just going to order food and I'm going to eat it, you know, fast. Yeah. Because I'm really hungry. Absolutely. Hundred percent, and that environment that you eat in too. You know, I'm. You know, I people eat in the car. I know that I eat in the car for myself. There is nothing wrong with eating fast food in the car. That does occasionally happen, but if you can just pull over and sit down, and even get out of the car if you can get to a rest stop, or if you can even just sit in the restaurant and just enjoy your meal when you can. You know, right. that, you know, Ellen Satter talks about family meals can take place anywhere, even in a fast food restaurant. Mm-hmm. And right. sitting down with your family in a fast food restaurant is really not that much different than sitting down at home. I tell you, uh, there's actually a local Arby's that mm-hmm. they still haven't opened up their restaurant. So you still can only get the food going through the drive through but it's in a large parking lot. So I come through and then I park the car. I've done this actually recently. And so I parked my car and I ate in the car so that I could enjoy it and, you know, still not be on the road, but, you know, take a minute to enjoy what you're eating. Eating while driving is the ultimate in distracted eating and frankly, distracted driving probably too. Right. You know, how often have we done that? I, I did this yesterday. I stopped at Costco on my way home and I had missed lunch and I got one of their frozen yogurts for lunch and I ate it while driving because I didn't want it to melt because it was 85 degrees. Right. And I kind of just pulled over and sat and enjoyed it because I don't really remember eating a lot of it. I was like going to my next errand. And right. I probably should have, you know, for my own safety uh-huh. and probably should have pulled over and eaten the ice cream and I would have probably enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. You might find too, that kind of satisfies you a lot more. You, you actually then are paying attention to the hunger and fullness cues that your body's sending you to when you do that. Right. Cause you're not focused on not crashing your car. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Let's get into specific types of cuisine. The mm-hmm. article that again, I'm going to link is still talking about McDonald's being the most profitable fast food restaurant mm-hmm. in the, on the earth. And that, and that makes sense just because it is everywhere. I yeah. mean, it's the world. You know, that they have 130, $130 billion spent, that's billion with a B, spent in 2019. 
and, mm. and, and McDonald's all around the world. So again, very, very profitable. But let's say you're looking at a place like a McDonald's, a burger mm-hmm. joint. What kind of things can you do to make that a little healthier? Sure. Well, and let me just say, McDonald's probably because they're the most widely known, you know, fast food restaurant, they're probably the ones that get the most ired. But in the real, the reality of McDonald's is they actually do a pretty decent job of providing us with some options here. So anyway, I I do say that for all fast food, most fast food places, not all. There is a way to calorie control your burger. So, you know, first of all, try to get the leanest possible burger. If you're at a McDonald's, there's no choice in the type of beef that they use. They just use what they use. But doing a single burger instead of a double burger can help you control how how much you're doing. And you can also get the junior kid-sized versions. One of my favorite, yeah, I was gonna say, one of my favorite burgers at Wendy's is the junior bacon cheeseburger because it's a smaller burger. Now it does have the bacon on it. So this is one thing I love (laughs) about the McDonald's app. This is how we order McDonald's at our house because they don't know that I'm not a child. Right. (laughs) And exactly. I don't feel like I don't feel bad ordering a kid's meal. They're not asking for you know proof of my age to right. order a kick meal. But what I have enjoyed about this app, and I don't know, have you used the McDonald's app? I have um, not. The customization is amazing and a little bit eye-opening. I noticed when I ordered a burger, you can go in and customize it. And one of the options is omitting salt on the burger. And I'm like, oh, oh. my gosh, they were adding. That's nice. I did not know that. And so I can click omit the extra salt. and I know I won't miss it. Right. Um, Frankly, I didn't know it was on there anyway. And that's what gets us, right? right? Yes. Things right. And you can really customize your burger. You can add extra lettuce. You can add extra tomato and extra pickles for more Mm -hmm. veggies. You can omit cheese. You can, you know, keep those, those condiments to a reasonable, you know, amount. There's just so much, much customization. It's actually takes me a kind of a long time to order because I'm thinking, Ooh, what could I do here? What could I do here? You know, you have the option, like I said, of ordering extra on all the veggies, which I just think is fantastic. Right. And, and that is another tip is making sure that if you're doing a burger and you can't control how lean it is, you can control vegetables and making sure that you're including vegetables in there because that is where you are going to get more nutrients for your your bite and you're going to get more fiber and mm-hmm. more filling to that sandwich too. So you could get by maybe on a single versus a double. If you're used to a double, just maybe go to a single, but then increase the vegetables or go to the juniors and increase the the vegetables that are on there. So. And you mentioned the junior bacon cheeseburger. I mean, bacon again, continues to be sort of a dirty word nutritionally, you know, but if you love bacon and your burger is not complete with bacon, I don't want to say don't have that. That's not the case at all. But look for maybe other areas in the meal where you could cut back on the salt. So, you know, again, if we're going to get to sides here in a bit, but if you, you know, can omit the salt from the fries mm-hmm. or if you can omit the salt from the burger that you didn't even know was there anyway, 
maybe there's more room in the burger than to have that slice of bacon. Right. And for me, the bacon also is a source of fat. So I make sure that I don't have mayonnaise. If I'm going to do bacon, then I don't do the mayonnaise. I don't need both. There's another way you can maybe, but yeah, if you can cut back and not do mayonnaise on burgers too, because mayonnaise is where a lot of the calories and the fat calories come from. So, and they always add more than you want. Exactly. Packets of mayonnaise on the side and add Um, I'm a big fan of adding my own sauces because again, I never add as much as they would add just because it's not necessary. 100%. Um, One of the other things that we see are now seeing in those fast food options are the Beyond Burgers and Impossible mm-hmm. Burgers. We're seeing them mm-hmm. more regularly. If you've missed our episode on those plant-based burgers, it's been a couple of years, I think, since we recorded that. Maybe yeah. we can link to that in our show notes. I will do that. But just remember that those plant-based options are not necessarily healthier choices. Calorically, sodium, those types of things, they're just different they're not it's Ford or Chevy it's not it's not better it's just different but that is an option as well now let's say you're kind of like well I don't want a burger and I think I think a lot of people say well I'm gonna go to chicken Mm -hmm. because chicken is always healthier than red meat right we have that debate probably (laughs) what are your your best advices on getting chicken or chicken sandwiches or nuggets or strips or whatever When possible, if there's an option, you definitely want to go grilled chicken over fried chicken if you're trying to watch the calories, watch the fat. Uh, So you could go with a grilled option instead of any kind of anything that's fried. And again, what we talked about with the burger is skip the mayonnaise or order it on the side and put it on yourself if you really need just a little bit of flavor of mayonnaise because I don't know what they do sometimes, but they way overload it with mayonnaise and the same thing goes with can they add some lettuce tomato most fast food restaurants they have lettuce tomato ready to go for their sandwiches so if you the sandwich you order is a chicken sandwich without that see if you can add that in you know we get into chicken strips and those types of things then we get into those kind of high calorie high salt sauces right so barbecue sauce honey mustard these are not low-calorie options, so as little as you can use to dip, the better off you are. Right. Um, calorically, ketchup is actually much better yeah. than some other sauces, believe it or not. Absolutely. Uh, while mustard sounds healthy, it's not. Right. Now, pure mustard, pure ketchup, those are good. Uh, those are going to be pretty low-calorie, but high in the case of ketchup, you know, lycopene, you know, so there's some, there's some nutrition benefit there. Uh, right. so. Again, if you can say, you know, limit, you're limiting yourself to one sauce, you know, just, you know, if you can even just dipping just different pieces in it and trying not to use the whole <laughs> drowning your entire chicken in it. Right. You know, yep. you a lot. Yeah. And some places are now offering grilled chicken strips now, yeah. not just the fried chicken nuggets that you see look for that too and be, and consider trying it um i'm seeing fish offered at a lot more restaurants uh-huh. um, one of our restaurants here is culver's and oh their north atlantic cod is so good but when you look at the calorie counter it's 
actually higher than some of their burgers. Yeah, honestly, I usually usually recommend avoiding fish at fast food because most of the time it's breaded, it's deep fried. And so fish is not a better option. This is the opposite of, you know, like if you can go to a restaurant and you can get, get a fish that's broiled or grilled, great. But otherwise then... If it's only on the menu as a fried and breaded item, that's probably not your best choice. And then, even, even yeah, even tuna salad. Yeah, I was gonna say tuna salad isn't fried, but it's you. It's made with mayonnaise, and so it really does kind of exceed your daily fat guideline recommendation with tuna or even chicken salad. Right. I've seen patients say, well, I'm just going to go and order salad. I'm just going to get a salad for lunch. And, you know, I think the intentions are good. I had this discussion in a class once because we talked about the calorie levels of salads versus burgers. And anybody, But they're like, but I'm eating vegetables. I'm like, yes, that is true. <laughs> yeah. that, I'm going to say you're not eating vegetables. However, when you have a fast food salad, sometimes it's not as filling, first of all. But second of all, you have the impression that this is a better option all over. And I I think we want to bust that myth today. Yeah, for sure. Salads can be unbalanced options depending on what's on them too. And to your point, like you said, you'd be surprised if you've never done this, but look up the the restaurant fast food places that have salads and versus the sandwich calorie wise you might end up with less calories to get a sandwich over a salad now again i bump bump up the vegetables that were on the salad if i'm going for the salad or include a salad as a side salad because side salads tend to not have all the extra stuff on them they tend to be maybe just you know the lettuce with the carrots and cucumbers a side salad can be a great addition to a sandwich and not be a whole lot of calories. But what you want to look for, if you do order it as an entree, I recommend think about balance. So, it, you know, make sure there's a lean. If you can get some grilled chicken or beans or eggs on your salad, you want some sort of protein within that salad. And then you also want... If you can, fruits, because they provide some carbohydrates, right? Because a salad doesn't really have a carbohydrate. To your point, Amy, you might not be as satisfied by eating a salad because your body craves and needs a combination of carbs, protein, and fat when it eats, when when you feed it, when you feed your body. And, you know, when you're eating a salad, sometimes they're just not the most balanced things out there and they just don't satisfy us as much. Right. You know, salad is one of those things, like you said, that side salad can take the place of French fries, dressings. You still want to keep on the side if at all possible. Like I said, I've been surprised the number of restaurants that are doing it for me mm-hmm. now and yeah, not a big fan of that. So but making the, sure. That's that the interesting thing, right? At fast foods, we're not seeing that. We're not right. seeing, at fast foods, they're still, the salad dressing comes on the side and right. you get to control how much you put on it. Right. One of the most popular types of cuisine, fast food, or what we would call like casual dining, 
is Mexican. I mean, there are taco places used to just be Chipotle. Now it's everything. Yeah. I mean, it seems like there's every type of, of Mexican cuisine and it seems to be very popular. What kind of things, because it is so popular, do you, do you recommend? I know a lot of people say, well, skip the tortilla and just do a bowl. That can save you quite a bit of calories. I honestly prefer to do the tortilla and then I only eat about half, when we're talking about a chipotle, I'll do half of a, a burrito. I'll split it with my husband, I'll split it with somebody, or I will save the other half for another meal. You could do that, you could do the bowl, but keep in mind the bowl doesn't necessarily always save you too many calories. I think Chipotle has a chipotlefan.com. There's a website that you can build what you want and see the different calories and how that adds up and you can play around with it. And I've played around with it and I've determined that half the burrito is best for me. Yeah, if you are doing a bowl, you know, making sure that you do have lettuce as your base because you can do a bowl and it's not a salad. It's not a salad base. So... Uh, and then if you talk about Chipotle, they have brown rice and a lot of these places I've noticed do have that option. So if you can do brown rice and load up again, like we were talking about with your burger, make sure there's lots of vegetables there. So make sure you're including the, the peppers and the salsa. Uh, those are all pretty low calorie, great way to get you a lot of, those fruits and vegetables that we tend to lack in our diet. Right. See if you can get those higher fat things like sour cream, salsa, not salsa, sour cream, cheese on the side. Yep. And then you can add the amount that you want to add. You can add less than they will add. Sometimes I'm sort of horrified by the big spoonful of sour cream. I'm like, oh, "Oh, what? (laughs) I know. I always tell them just a little bit. I tried to do that. But that's a smart idea. Just have them put it on the side, and then that way I can add it. Just control the amount that you add. Yeah. The other thing I said when I was teaching a class about fast food uh, a few weeks ago, somebody was like, what about guac? You know, it's avocados, and avocados are apparently going to save the world. So <laughs> what, what, what do you recommend? Because, I mean, obviously guac is not calorie-free. Right. And it often comes with a side of chips. We don't <sighs> eat guac in isolation we eat it with something Mm-hmm. I like to put guac on whatever I'm eating if I'm gonna do that but yeah if you do do the chips and guac then maybe you do half of your bowl or half of what you were gonna have and then allow yourself to have chips and guac and then maybe alternate between right. guac and salsa so because guac is it, yes it's a fruit vegetable but it's high in fat yes then we get onto those side dishes. We mentioned the chips that happen at Mexican restaurants. We kind of mentioned fries. Again, if you can take advantage of removing the salt from the fries, this is awesome. And frankly, it's my secret to getting fresh French fries, which are the best. Oh, um, yes. For salt free because they have to cook those right. separately. You right. Know, they can't. Something that's been sitting in a holding tray for you know who knows how long. Because they dump the salt on right away after they come out, right? Right. Yeah. Get that fresh fry that's hot and delicious the way you always like it. That's (laughs) definitely a good way to handle it. There are many other options now at restaurants that we're seeing. 
Yeah, there are. The, of course, like we mentioned, the side salad. There's always fruit slices because most of the time, especially McDonald's, Wendy's, they have kids menus and they have the fruit there for the kids. So you could even do a side of a yogurt parfait, I know, at you know McDonald's. So think about adding a side that is going to be a little more contributing to your nutrition needs than than not. And if you just can't give up the fries, can you split them with the person that you're dining with? To me, the first few bites of French fries were always the best. Right. And then after that, it's just like, well, I've got these fries. They're kind of dried up at the bottom. Not as excited about them anymore. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe you can split the French fries with Mm -hmm. the person that you're dining with. I like splitting them, and then I would also encourage, if you like the ketchup, to put lots of ketchup. <laughs> so, And then on to dessert. I mean, you know, we, I think we might want to buy stock in Grater's ice cream. It's our, just our absolute favorite in the Columbus area. If you are from Ohio, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. That special Grater's is. Uh, and, you know, who wants to go out for ice cream with their kids and be like, yeah, no, no, I'm not getting anything. That's yeah. not living. And, you know, wh- how do you handle those ice cream shops? So first of all, I like going to the ice cream shop to get my ice cream. So it's not something that's in my house that way because I do enjoy the ice cream, like you said. The other thing to do is make sure it's portion controlled. I've done this for years is like I'll get like the kids cup or the smaller cup if it's possible uh, sometimes places will kind of make fun of you because they can tell you're not a kid, you know, and they say something. And I've had that happen before. So sometimes I'll do this single uh, just because I don't want to feel bad. But the other thing is w- putting it in a big waffle cone, right? So, you know, you know, could you just do this sugar cone or something like that? You'll save yourself some calories there. And then not doing the toppings and all the other things you can put on top of it. Although I have to say the reason we like graters is because it has things in it. So, <laughs> so, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, I was thinking place like that where, you know, you have a really rich ice cream. Is the hot fudge really adding anything to it? Probably not. But that being said, if you're like, well, I go out for ice cream once every three months, I'm going to, you know, Again, a lot of it's the frequency. If you're hitting the ice cream shop several times a week, mm-hmm. it's very different than going, you know, four or five times a year in terms of, and, and, and this is just like everything. The dose makes the poison. Right. How often you're making a huge difference yes. in how you can handle those individual experiences. Absolutely. Okay, so... Go ahead. I was just going to say, so the one thing we haven't really talked about is my favorite trick for going to a fast food restaurant to cut back on calories is make sure you're drinking un, like yes. no calorie drinks, unsweetened tea, water, mm-hmm. even diet soda if you have to do a soda, but do diet so you're not getting any calories there. Yeah. And avoid, yeah. as we're talking about ice cream, shakes for your drink. Right. Right. <laughs> You know, I've had this conversation with so many people. They say, you know, I want to cut back on my fast food calories. And the first thing I say, well, what are you drinking when you go out to fast yes. food? That is like, to me, that is like the low-hanging fruit mm-hmm. of the thing that we can cut yeah. two calories off that meal like that. And that is so, I hate to say it, it's it's less painful than yeah. giving 
your fries. It's less painful than, you know, not having a burger to say, you know what, I'm just not going to drink my calories at fast food. For most of us, you're right. That is the easy thing. And if it's not, then let's talk about sharing or just not getting an extra large, big gulp, you know, do a small or whatever. So you can watch the portion size. Right. All right. And I think that is something that, again, with beverages, they add up so quickly and the portions are so large and often have refills and those types of things. You know, I have this habit. I've seen some restaurants will ask you if you want a refill of your drink to take with you, which I know is just the customer courtesy and things. And I'm like, it's so hard to turn it down. (laughs) So, no, it's it's okay. I'm good. Thank you. Yeah. You know, or could I get a water to go with me? That's that Mm -hmm. would be a better option than taking a second soda. Right. You know, again, calories from soda can add just a significant amount to your meal that you don't Mm -hmm. even notice necessarily. Right. You know, and right. but you also may treat this. I mean, I would say sometimes you can treat this as a special occasion. If the only time you drink regular pop is when you're in a fast food restaurant and you're only doing a fast food restaurant, you know, once a month, right? That's completely fine, right? Then you know you're not necessarily adding up those calories and carbohydrates and sugar on a daily basis. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because if you're going to a fast food place because you really love their chicken tenders, you know, and that's what you want to have, but you're not doing it all the time. That there's nothing wrong with that. But if you find yourself, like we said, a third of us are hitting fast food restaurants on a day, you know, on a daily basis, that's when we need to talk about some of these ideas and suggestions that we've had today. And utilize the information. You know, they've done studies where people are given calorie information. They don't do anything with it. They did a study of Subway several years ago with this, where they were given the information about the, the calories. I think it used to be like on the napkins and stuff. And uh-huh. people still didn't really do anything with that information. It is the law now that fast food restaurants must publish their calorie information mm-hmm. in a easy to find place. If it bothers you to know the calories, You know, it may be a case where you don't want to look at those things, but if you're somebody who's trying to be conscious of those calories, that's how you're managing your weight, then you want to definitely pay attention to those, plan ahead, think about what you're going to eat, make some plans. And then, like I said, just if, again, if you're eating fast food once a month, I honestly don't care. (laughs) I really don't, you know, it's not going to make a it's really it's a a drop in the bucket if you're eating fast food though every lunch five days a week Mm -hmm. then you want to try to mitigate that you know those those calories as much as you can right and knowing that you are doing it even if if you're kind of stuck and this is kind of what it has to be maybe you never know then following the suggestions we had earlier making sure that you've got a good amount of fruits and vegetables in your diet, that you have those anti, like those foods, like fruits and vegetables that help decrease inflammation in the body, right? Focus on those types of things outside of that meal so that that meal isn't the end of everything. And the, right. You yeah. And the other thing to remember is that fast food isn't your only meal of the day. Exactly. So there's no need to necessarily say, you know, that you're going to have a fast food lunch, but then dinner's at 5.30 or 6 o'clock. 
You don't have to overdo it. You only have to make it about four or five hours on right. that meal. You don't have to feel like you have to just eat, eat, eat to, you know, get yourself through till the next day. That's not necessary. Yeah. And, you know, again, when you travel, again, it's, it's sometimes it's a necessity yeah. to do fast food. But mm-hmm. take that break when you're driving. Take that break, pull over to the rest stop. I've mm-hmm. seen many families pulled over to rest stops with their fast food meals. And I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Again, it can be a family meal no matter where it is. It's a little different to sit down in the restaurant or sit down at a restaurant rather than throwing bags in the back seat. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah, and for sure. Meal, so. If you are going to be doing fast food for lunch or if you're in the car and you're doing fast food, it's not the last meal, right? It's not your last meal. You're going to eat again and you should plan on eating again. And so you should plan on, no, you don't have to eat a bunch of food because you don't know when your next meal's coming from, right? Don't think about it that way. Think about it like you would normally do during the day, which is what I recommend is eating consistently throughout the day. So expect to get hungry again in a few hours that's very normal it's very normal yep well if you have questions about fast food or any other topic that we've talked about like i said if you want to revisit our episode on plant-based burgers i was at a restaurant a few weeks ago and noticed that they had an entire section of plant-based meats Uh you know like this is a this very getting more popular every day (laughs) so if you want to revisit that do that and we'll also link i said there's some of those interesting statistics in our show notes if you have ideas, uh, you know, again, for more shows, please feel free to reach out to us at dish at secretliferd.com. You can reach us on Instagram at the Secret Life Dietitians, and we will see you next time wherever you get your podcasts.